0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Hello, you're listening to Agony Rants. I'm Niamh Kavner.
1: And I'm Gerard Farrelly.
0: And, Grode, what is Agony Rants to you? of agony rants
1: as your place to vent and it's a place to get advice that is uncertified unprofessional but probably what you want to hear
0: oh yeah everybody's favourite advice exactly
1: (laughs) yeah let us do your dirty work for you
0: okay yeah so from your mammy the Irish mammy which would be me and national treasure obviously and
1: and your gay best friend
0: yeah everything you ever needed in a box there
1: all of the support (laughs) that anybody could want wrapped (laughs) up with a big bow on it
0: yeah and what's worse then we'll tell our own stories which could go on for an terminal amount mind. Yeah, and
1: as somebody <laughs> that edits this show, you're getting a real short version. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is like the long lunch. We usually it, do the long lunch. Day
1: three, working on this episode.
0: <laughs> Today's topic is things I never thought I'd do. It's kind of, you know, and a sensible one because quite frankly, how many times in your career or in your life have you th- done things and said, I never thought I'd do this?
1: Yeah. It comes up a bit, like I think, I think this year for everybody as well has been... (laughs) Yeah. I never thought it would be in a pandemic.
0: Yeah, no, I never thought I would be wearing a mask for long periods of time and being grateful for the fact that I don't actually have to attend to my moustache or <laughs> worry about if I've got makeup. I've saved a lot of money from the makeup I don't have to wear beyond. <laughs> the unfortunate thing is that you forget that you do take the mask off sometimes in between. So I actually have found this year that I don't have to wear makeup anymore. I literally wear mascara. That's it. Because nobody sees anything.
1: I'm surprised that I'm actually obeying rules.
0: Not really. I am yeah. surprised you are too. <laughs> uh, are you?
1: <laughs> well, people tell me to do things and I'm like, okay, you're right, well, I will you. Yeah, okay, fine.
0: <laughs> I know. I, do you ever feel like, it's like when I had my kids, I felt that I would let the janitor look at any bit of me because it, when you're in hospital, you kind of think yeah. you'll let them do anything when you're in that frame of mind. You just become so used to people looking at bits of you. You know, I just think at this point, we're so conditioned to, to just say, well, we must have to do that. Because yeah, well, we're just it. fine. Yeah, that's fine. We if stay you, in. If okay. somebody says, said to you like a couple of years ago you will have to wear a mask every time you say it you're not allowed to hug anybody or touch anybody you're not allowed to do anything You know, <laughs> I miss you?
1: the hugs I do miss the hugs I have to say now, the, mm. the bit that I don't mind was the 5 kilometers.
0: oh not going outside the 5 <laughs> yeah, not going
1: out. like the 5 kilometer <laughs> rule people were really upset they couldn't go visit anyone I was just like I'm grand <laughs> I can live my life now in a 5 kilometer zone I'm good. I did have my time where I was like, I'm a solitary creature and I'm grand with this.
0: Oh, no. Actually, do you know, I found it very refreshing originally because, you know, we do a lot of mileage between. Yeah, us. yeah, like yeah. I, my poor car went from doing 30 to 40,000 miles a year to nothing, like literally up and down. I use a one tank of diesel to go to work for about, I'd say about two months. I,
1: I actually, when I was doing my taxes last year, I realized I spent the same amount of diesel last year. That I would spend in a month. Just oh, one average month.
0: I don't know which, which bit is more outrageous. The fact that you do taxes. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course you do. You're a good. I'm a good boy. You're a good boy. A good boy. I mean, you try to be cool, but the truth is you are very good.
1: Yeah, I'm very compliant. I do exactly <laughs> what I'm told. But that's not my, that's not my big. This is the thing I not, thought I'd never do. Okay, Was on. taxes. Okay. <laughs> Even though I swear to God every single year I'm just like, I'm gonna just do this month by month.
0: Oh yeah, but we never do. No. Your
1: You're boy. pulling out like a shoebox three days before it's due in. <laughs> now, somebody help me. Jesus. Admin is not our strong point. No, no. Well That's we do it. Saying. We
0: do it. We're good yeah. good for God fearing people. But... Oh god, yeah. Or at least government part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me, what is the thing that you thought you'd never okay, do? Okay,
1: the thing that I thought I would never do is uh, I did a zip line. Now, I know you, you look incredibly unimpressed. A zip line, a zip line. Um, Is that you know like a high up thing, the, thing where you go yeah, over the forest? It's Yeah, basically. It's like that forest walk thing where you're up the top of the trees. Where are the Jays the,
0: did you do that? I did, it was somewhere out
1: in Temple Oak or somewhere like that.
0: Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know there
1: was a lot of forests out there, but I mean, uh, know. M- somewhere Oak. the Wicklow, Dublin Mountains, maybe. Yeah, that makes a bit more sense. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. But, I the thing about it is I got a present of a voucher, okay. To do this right, people and people think I they want to expand can't bear your life. When people they? do this, I mean Sorry. Amazon wish lists. If you're not buying something off somebody's Amazon wish list, you need to have a long haired look at what you're buying them because a zip line, <laughs> that's not a present. <laughs> yeah, I and think... it was one of my best friends got me this. Who knows that I am actually terrified of heights?
0: Okay, so yeah. And this is a best friend. One of my best friends. Okay, you're as perverse with your best friends as I am.
1: (laughs) Basically, what he did was he he got four tickets for us to go to do this thing, right? And they put they strap you in. Like so you're strapped into this thing and you're on a winch. Okay. And then you've got to go around and do this obstacle course. But (laughs) as you do the obstacle course, you it gets higher and higher and higher up in the trees, right? Mm -hmm. Now the thing about it is, I we, we do you do a practice course which they let children on. And I was in a very bad way (laughs) 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 on the practice course. I was about like 10 feet off the ground and I was (laughs) taking it really, really badly. But I decided that I wasn't going to like show fear so that I would actually do it. I I would go and do the thing. So I got maybe to like the second stage and there was 10 stages.
0: And about
1: halfway through the second stage, I decided I'm actually not going any further. Yeah, but, do, but you can't go back.
0: I was just going to say, you, you because can't. Because there's people coming behind you. You can't just give no. up.
1: And then behind me, there was this little prick in a Pokemon tracksuit <laughs> who just kept, who started like to shake my cable. And I was just like, I'm going to kill this kid. But so what I did was I decided, I just held on to the tree trunk. Like, I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't let it go. I was just like, I can't, I can't go any further. And I just held on. So what happened was um, the, you know, like the supervisor, like came up on a winch to talk me down
0: oh dear (laughs)
1: it's one of the darkest moments but he and he really played the wrong tack with me right because he said I said okay you need to just help me down like just detach me from this thing and and just let me down I'm so over this and he was like no I can't do that because if we like if we are taking you off the winch we have to strap you into like a stretcher and then you have to be lowered down. And he was like, it's going to be so embarrassing with all these kids. And I was just like, listen, you have no idea my capacity for humiliation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no problem. You get that. Actually... I do, like, I don't care if you've airlifted me onto the guard, a helicopter. <laughs> 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 I want off this. I want off this island. But um, but he wouldn't do it. And he ended up literally like having to like carry me.
0: Through all the ten through stages. The, all
1: ten stages. I the last one I, I you there was an opt out because it was basically a throw yourself off a tree. Okay. I wh- Trust he, that it would.
0: Was he at least cute? No.
1: He was very handsome. Yeah. Very handsome, but I will say this: his lycra, the lycra outfit that he was in, stank.
0: Okay, a little bit lived in. Yeah, a little okay. bit lived in. A little bit lived in. Yeah. Bless. I was like you
1: want to put that in the hot wash now.
0: Yeah, I know. Nice stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: That's my thing I thought I'd never do and I'll never do it again. Also, do you know what the hurtful thing about the whole thing Mm -hmm. was that the people that were with me that were allegedly my friends Mm -hmm. just took a video of it. Of course they did. Of course Uh, they did.
0: (laughs) So I'm not great with heights either to be fair. Uh, I discovered that way back in the day when I uh, climbed when you could still climb the ziggurat at Chichen Itza in uh, Mexico. That sounds very urban and interesting. Very, very urban, fancy.
1: naive, the life you've lived.
0: <laughs> oh my God! I went to Cancun on holidays for two weeks, and we took a day out, <laughs> you know, and we went on a bus to Itza and we climb this pyramid and I got to the top and realized I had to come down to my arse basically and not look because I was so freaked out I thought it was going to fall down but then you see I'm doing a team building things with kids when we were doing a singer songwriter uh, kind of teamwork thing many years later and clearly my memory of that is forgotten because we are having a really fantastic week and I'm teaching them singing and we're showing them how you can improve phrasing and all this. I feel very in control of the situation and all that and these (laughs) teenagers are doing this. out the back at this center is this team building thing where you climb telegraph poles basically. Oh my <laughs> climb God. telegraph poles and four of you climb one of them right up to the top and then you stand on this square which is not big enough for one person to stand on and you all lean back and hold and then you no. and then there's another one where you and you just literally like you say go around this whole you know uh, obstacle course of doom the whole way around and I got to the last one and the last one is where you kind of stand on the top of the telegraph pole and the whole way up my head is going nope no, no, we're not doing this. But my body just keeps going. Um, but I got to the top of the last telegraph pole, which is where you jump. This is probably what you're talking about. Uh, the last thing. OK, where yeah. Where you jump to a trapeze or something. You ju- It's called a leap of faith. Right. And that no. is not what I called it in my head. This right? no. is the... Who the hell thought this was something no. you had to prove? I was forty years of age. What the hell am I doing this for? No. Because I just can't not take a dare. So I'm standing on the top of I'm standing at the top of this telegraph pole, going, "I'm going to leap for that trapeze any second now," and my brain was leaping but my knees were having none of it no <laughs> so I was in the brace position for quite a long time and all the teenagers going go on Niamh. and I'm going oh my god who is this for and I did leap and
1: you did I, I see I have no problem walking away from stuff like that yeah
0: and, and the other thing you
1: rise to challenges that's, I can't help the myself the one thing I've always said that's her big Achilles heel I know it is, <laughs> it, is. it is there's an awful lot to be said for falling at the first hurdle uh, honestly, <laughs> honestly.
0: So things I never thought I'd do. It doesn't have to be things that scare you, to be fair. It can be stupid things. Like, I never thought I'd get back on a bike in my, you know, my late 40s. I did that. I put it down as... I do three things that scare me every year. So some usually work. You see, this?
1: I actually find this really interesting because you do three things that scare you every yeah. year. Now, mm-hmm. I... That is my idea of a nightmare.
0: No, you see, it's it sounds a bit odd, right? I started when I had small kids, and I realized I was less brave, shall we say, than I used to be. <laughs> so I decided to do things that push me out of my comfort zone. So I picked okay. three things in a year. Now sometimes I have them kind of planned in my head before, and they can be stupid things. I mean, really stupid. Generally, something work wise comes up. So something like the year I did Celebrity Master Chef, that definitely was out of my side of my comfort zone. Um, you know, anything that kind of just pops up a gig that you wouldn't normally do, something a bit different, right? Okay. So I, do, I nearly find something in work. Obviously, last year, not so much. Yeah, But, but I year. <laughs> but, but I did have other challenges, let's be honest. <laughs> you know, I didn't think I'd ever end up in or, you know, in your aisles. <laughs> yeah, in your aisles. Uh, but all of those things. But you know what I mean? I didn't think I'd have those challenges. So I did definitely do a lot of things that push me out of my comfort zone last year. But actually three things that push you slightly out of your comfort zone make you a little bit more exciting in the end. So it starts off with small things. And like, for instance, I got back on a push bike. I haven't been on a push bike since I was a teenager. And even then it was very reluctantly, you know, and just a bit, again, I just didn't feel as control in it. I yeah. didn't wear the Lycra or anything. I didn't get that far, right? But <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. I just got back on a bike, you know, and I, okay. I think if you haven't been on a bike for 30 years and suddenly get on one, it's quite a different challenge. You know what I mean? It's a different challenge. Well, so arse. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, there was (laughs) definitely... (laughs) That wasn't what I was going to discuss. But now that you bring it up, no, <laughs> but I did. I, I achieved it. I did it over a period of time. It didn't engender a huge amount of I want to do this for the rest of my life, but I did do it and I enjoyed it. And it pushed me out of my seat. So when somebody comes with a new activity, you know, I, I'll give it a go. I like things that push me out because it just makes me less inclined to feel like I'm an old person going into the chair. Right. That's okay. it. And also in the early stages with having the kids, it meant that I was inclined to do more and and it made me more adventurous, even in my work, because then I just felt, yeah, fancy doing that. Doesn't matter if I no, I'll just do it. Sometimes I see things in things that I'm doing and I go, well, I never thought this was going to happen. Like, you know, way back in ninety one, after the commitments, I was in Los Angeles for three days. You know, and we, we did this concert for, it was honouring Bette Midler. And I didn't, never thought I'd say that in a sentence, right? But anyway. Wow. I know. And it was in the green room trying to act like this sort of thing happened to me every day. And Robin Williams is over there. And then I met Estelle Getty, <sighs> right?
1: Sophia Petrello
0: <laughs> From the Golden Girls, right? You know, I met a lot of very famous people, but I actually got to speak to her in a very positive way. And, um, you know... It, You kind of stand there acting like this sort of thing happens to you every day, but it really doesn't, you know. And then the girl who was actually assigned to look after us. Now, there's only a certain age group that's going to get this right. I was chatting to her and she says, you know, I used to be an actress. Actually, I used to work a lot in acting. I said, oh, I just said, what were you, would I have seen you in anything? That (laughs) classic line. (laughs) And she said, I used to play Nellie Olson from Little House on the Prairie. No way. (laughs) I was I've met some of the most famous people, but that was the most impressive thing to me that I met Nellie Olson and she was the boss of looking after me that day. She was doing the PR so she was doing oh, body, right. oh, okay, you know, so. Yeah. She obviously worked a different job. She moved from obviously from a child actress to that. And she was a lovely girl and she was working on my but she was Nellie Olson. You know, and Nellie Olson was pictured very high in my life when I was young because Little House on the Prairie used to cry. Wow. I know. There you go. So
1: that is one of my favourite celebrity where they nows yeah I know
0: so but you know what I'm talking about It's you know you just find yourself in odd situations all yeah. the time you know as and I'm sure you do too You sometimes you get asked to do kind of bizarre things and suddenly I, well, I never thought I'd be doing this but yeah what the hell bring it on
1: I see I think as a comedian that if you become sort of a comedian where they say oh he'll take a risk
0: <laughs> so you're a bit afraid of that so you're not going to do like it. no
1: the answer is no okay. to that thank you very much
0: So this show is all about things I never thought I'd do. So what's your first contribution? Okay, first
1: one, uh, Julie contacted us and she says, a thing I never thought I'd do was climb a volcano in Nicaragua. I'm already exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I've no patience for these people that do this stuff. Anyway, I spent all holiday telling the girls I didn't want to get mummified and I just wanted to sit in the shade reading a book. Eventually, the girls ripped out the pages of my books in a 1984 moment to get me to go on the volcano. The whole point is that you slide down on a rubber rubber mat. God almighty. It was a classic example of a landlocked town making the best of it. Okay. (laughs) Coming down the volcano, I came off the mat and sprained my ankle. The whole tour was delayed. Going home because the girls had to carry me down. So everyone hated me. The moral of the story is don't climb volcanoes.
0: Okay. I think there's a lot more than that moral in there. There's a lot of morals there.
1: (laughs) This. Like people that like for example. Like skiing. Even people that go skiing. I'm like no.
0: No. Not for Uh, me. Not for me. I don't know. I don't have the knees for it. I don't care what anybody says.
1: The knees. I wouldn't have the inclination. (laughs) Like any holiday where you are like from the outset no you're going to be standing up for the majority of it it's like that's not on a holiday
0: ah oh, no but you see I like walking no. I like walking holidays I like to do like I do yeah, 25 or 30 kilometres a day when I walk
1: oh with the commit, yeah you see, Camino I and I do, do all that.
0: things like that but uh, to be fair I I get it she just she just wanted to sit in the shade read yeah. her book and you know I get that and I I think ripping the pages out is a little bit much if you had a Kindle that wouldn't happen
1: to be yeah. fair <laughs> now, there's a piece of advice <laughs>
0: Get a Kindle I I think as
1: well I think this is a lesson That you have to be careful Who you go on holidays with Yeah Like the first holiday I went on with my partner We went to Rome Mm. And it was always One of those places I wanted to visit Mm. And I could Not get out of there Fast enough Why? (laughs) Enough was enough Because Well for a start There were a few things Firstly (laughs) There was a transport strike Public transport strike So we were walking everywhere Okay Secondly We went in September And I assumed it would be cold Oh no Oh no very warm, yeah. <laughs> very very warm. Okay, and no shorts available to buy. So I was always.
0: So there was a transport strike and a short strike.
1: There was yeah. You could go and you could buy like a winter coat, but no But shorts. you couldn't buy shorts. Okay, but you um, didn't bring any with you. I didn't bring any with me. Okay, so I was boiling.
0: Did you not cut the ends? Of your tired. Do they have scissors? <laughs>
1: I just, I very nice jeans a
0: bit of wonder web
1: yeah maybe yeah look <laughs> do a photo. I mean look if I had my time again
0: <laughs> you needed your mammy there to get that through, through that on. so anyway but you see I did Rome I brought my husband to Rome and we did four days there and um, we, I walked the legs off him he did, He doesn't do as much walking as no. me
1: you see you're a box ticker with regards to this stuff <laughs> I'm just like don't need the boxes I need a cafe with a lovely pastry cup of coffee yeah, no and right. I'll sit there for three hours and people watch
0: yeah but I want that I too yeah,
1: <laughs> you can't have both Niamh. you, you, can you have can't it have all. both I'll I tell you why it. I'll tell you why you can't have both because it leads the person that you're going with into a false sense of security that you're going to have a lovely relaxing holiday and all of a sudden you're like strike out the runners
0: No, this entire baiting around the Vatican <laughs> uh, not to mention that uh, he he says he always says to me you know i got into the you know into the cathedral basically because i was under your aura he reckoned you know the security check you go through was looking for protestants <laughs> <laughs> So you came in under my Catholic aura. You're so Catholic. <laughs> yeah, so, Catholic enough for Catholic. the pair of them. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I get that. You know, I know what you mean. It's, it's like yeah. you, you, your type of holiday is not lashing down a volcano. And I'll be honest, no. if I was walking up the, alca- the volcano, which is not really on my to-do list, right? But if I was walking up a volcano, the last thing I'd want to do is come down on a rubber mat. That's not. Yeah. That's it's, that's the bit that kind no. of confuses me. No. Like if the
1: solution to getting back down is gravity.
0: I Yeah, no, yeah, that's OK, <laughs> Julie. We're totally with you there. So next time, bring a Kindle and maybe be very clear with your friends before you go. That's it. Or maybe just find new friends. New I friends. don't know it's new yeah, friends. new friends. OK. Next, we have Lisa. I'm going to talk about Lisa. So Lisa writes, I hurt my back pretty badly four years ago and spent six months in bed in my parents house waiting to have surgery. Um, I went from someone who never really did anything or went anywhere to someone who was never at home. I suspect spending six months at my parents' house in bed would probably do the same to me. Did that get you out the door? (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Not I love my parents, but yeah. Um, We all love our parents. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, To be honest, if my kids were staying at home that length of time, I suspect I'd be out the door. Uh, But the thing I did that I never thought I would do is a run amok. Do you know what a run amok is?
1: Run amok is, it's like an, a mud obstacle course. It's like you do like a 10K run, but you've got to like jump over walls and wade through mud pits. Okay, and...
0: sorry. You lost me a 10K run, right? I'm running. I don't run anywhere. Um, I did it against my doctor's advice. And then she has kind of a monkey emoji with the eyes over. But I am so glad I did. It's possibly the best thing I have done since having the surgery. Well now, Lisa, I get that. You know, I get yeah. pushing your boundaries. I'm all for it. I'm all for <sighs> it. Um having said that, have you had any more surgery since or had re- any requirements for <laughs> because you know, I'm also I, I'm also a person who thinks if you've had surgery to fix something, you don't want another 6 months in your parents' house. But I get it. I get it. You know, pushing your boundaries is important. I mean, you know, it's good. It's good for you to do that.
1: Yeah. yeah okay. I can tell by <laughs> I can tell by your face. I'm just like no, no. <laughs> 100% Somebody actually said recently Because I was talking about my gym routine
0: You have a gym routine? I do have a gym routine okay. Yeah
1: but I don't push my boundaries And <clears throat> I was saying like I've been going to the gym And doing the same thing for years And nothing has ever changed And He said like Well what What like weights do you lift? I was like 12 mm-hmm. I'm like I lift 12s. That's Wow And he just kind of looked at me And was like Yeah You need to be 25 It's gross <laughs> No, I think you look alright Thank you Thank you Neve. But <laughs> I just think I've had aversion To pushing my boundaries Like These people that go on You know like that It's like triathlons and stuff You know the people like A lot of people do it When they hit 40 They want to do marathons Like to put like To push through the wall Do 26 miles And then they're like Crying with bleeding nipples By the end of it and I'm just like no. no Well
0: The last time I had cried With you know Bleeding nipples I, I had <laughs> Okay, let's not conclude that. <laughs> all I can say is all the mammies out there know what that means. <laughs> That's not a unique experience. You know, I, wouldn't op- I wouldn't opt for that unless there was some I mean, benefit to somebody healthwise. Don't
1: get me wrong, I really admire people that do that. And some people go on this like...
0: I'm all for self-improvement. And actually, the biggest problem is most people go, I'm going to run a marathon. Instead of saying, I should just walk to work today. You know, it's like, you know, exactly. I think they go steps. too far. I think, I think I'm just what, like,
1: I'll do three kilometers and then I'll fall down. Depth. And then
0: they'll, you know, wreck themselves and then they can't achieve anything for weeks. Uh, you know, I started walking after I had the kids. Uh, regularly and now I walk anything between certainly up to 10k a day I love I love walking I love it and not because I have to walk the dog it started with the dog but you know but it's because I really enjoy the process and also I quite often enjoy sitting on the chair afterwards knowing I've done it and I do not have to do it again for a while it's just it's just in my habit but I didn't start there I started walking down the end of the road and back like about
1: four weeks ago It was a Sunday evening and I was convinced I had appendicitis. Like I was convinced. I was like, I'm dying. I'm going to die. That's it. it. I'm going to have to get an ambulance. I realized the problem was that I had done 10 sit-ups the previous day.
0: Oh God, sit-ups. Don't forget that. (laughs) No.
1: See, that's that's where self-improvement leads you.
0: The problem with doing sit-ups is you have to do more. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that is exactly it. (laughs) Okay. You know, to be fair, (laughs) you know, but Lisa... I, the only thing I would say to you is I really admire you pushing your boundaries. That's really good. And if it makes you feel great, great. But look after yourself. Like the mammy in me is just like really freaking out like that you might hurt yourself again. <laughs> and nobody wants that. Nobody wants. It.
1: Nobody. nobody. Just imagine if you hurt yourself again you're back in that house for six months.
0: <laughs> you can listen to our wonderful podcast ad-free if you subscribe to HeadStuff Plus over on headstuffpodcasts.com.
1: Next story is Sean, who said I had what things I thought I'd never do. Bear in mind that that's our topic. Okay, and he said I had sex in a Eurospar disabled toilet.
0: What, <laughs> Sean?
1: Neve, we need to start doing shout outs on your social media. Yeah, because this <laughs> this is indicative of the sort of tramp that follows me. <laughs>
0: There's no guarantee that mine are going to be don't, different.
1: We don't even need to say anything else. We don't even say. Mm. Next is Jack.
0: Okay, Jack. Who
1: also says, I had sex with a colleague in a cupboard at work.
0: I feel this, like there's some sort of. <laughs> I,
1: I feel like Jack and Sean should, make should it. be introduced to each other. I think there's
0: definitely a group, a group, uh, like a self-help group that the could be involved. I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, I'm not going to comment on that. I think probably more people have done that than they care to admit. Totally I'd say or so Do you know what actually
1: During the week I went uh, Swimming down at the bull wall And I There's a toilet there Like it's a public toilet And there was a queue And I was in the queue And there was two ladies in front of me And The thing opened You know those Like they're like council public toilets like Oh these big I know them I'm always
0: afraid I'm never going to get out yeah. of them Yeah
1: And what they do is they They wash themselves After everyone's used them yeah. So they go through like a wash cycle
0: yeah.
1: and it opened after, it, like, it was closed for about 20 minutes and then it opened and two, like, a guy and a girl about 18 years of age <sighs> came out of it. And then she went, Oh, wait, my sunglasses are on the floor. And I thought, God almighty, classy. And as soon as she got the sunglasses and walked out, the thing shut and washed itself. And I've just never felt a machine catch the mood of the room. <laughs> <laughs> The way that machine did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, uh, our next letter.
1: Yes, this is a problem. Somebody has actually. We uh, oh, love a problem. Yeah, we love a problem. Someone okay. has actually got in touch with a problem. Do you want to read, or
0: I know you read it out because you're so professional. I, oh. you know I love the way
1: you read things out Um, alright okay dear Neven and mm-hmm. I am a big fan of both of you and I think it's hilarious that you both know each other
0: yeah so do we actually so do <laughs> <are> we
1: <laughs> not the only one there and she's already uh, in
0: because she's a big fan so <laughs> happy
1: days yeah 100% uh, Neve, my dad does a great version of it In Your Eyes Oh, well, uh, you, I'm sure he can do it for Neve in a TK Maxx sometimes when he sees her. It's very Uh, likely he's already done it. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Run up, she loves a chorus in public. Love it. Uh, I don't know if this is the sort of thing you can give me advice on, but at the moment, I am asking everyone for help and will take advice from the dog on the street. (laughs) 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 Oh, you flatter us with one hand.
0: (laughs) I'm the Labrador (laughs) I want to be very clear I am the lovely Labrador and that's it go ahead Uh, I
1: worked for years as a civil servant and I took a career break to train to do a cooking course in Ballymaloo in 2016 well yeah that's pretty cool in 2016 I left my job and I opened my own cafe it was more difficult than I thought it would be but I persevered and after a couple of years it started to do really well and I was able to take on two girls in the town to work with me part time however Then things took a dip and business slowed down. Covid meant that we had to shut our doors for over a year and now I feel it is unlikely that we will be opening them again. I can blame the pandemic but in truth it was limping along before then. I accept that businesses fail all the time but I did this late in my life and had a lot invested in it emotionally as well as financially. I'm okay about having to do something else but I'm finding it really difficult to deal with the failure of it. I really thought it would work. I've spoken to friends about it and they don't seem too interested and seem to think I should just get another job. They are very matter of fact about it. I'm very sad. I'm very sad about it, but at the same time, I can't bear the thoughts of going back to struggling at a time when it has never been more difficult to run a cafe. Am I right to let it go or should I just try and push through? Thanks in advance, Margaret.
0: Now, Margaret, we're very lighthearted people, but actually I feel the real strong need to actually approach a couple of things in this now because it really is important. Um, Margaret, there is no such word of failure if you've given something a good shot and it doesn't matter because there's like 20 reasons why it won't work. And when you've made that decision and you do something that you love, It is okay to be realistic. I love the fact that you recognize that it wasn't just COVID that did that. You know, something happened probably through no fault of your own because people go through phases with things, you know, and uh, the restaurant business is notoriously difficult. We know that, you know, catering and all that. It's quite difficult, you know. I understand your frustration because I think people who don't work in this area, they do struggle a little bit with the the kind of concept of, you know, wanting to work for yourself and do things. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I want think, to be independent. Yeah. And you totally understand that. And I think most people think it's easier just to work. You know, I think it's important to understand that if your heart is in it, you want to do it. But there's so many ways you do it. I come across this all the time. People come and speak to me about how do I get famous? And then I have nothing to say to them because I, I, I don't understand that question. The thing is, the thing that drives me is not about fame. <clears throat> if it's a byproduct, that's fine. But for me, it's about how do I get to sing? How do I get to do what I do? How do I get to do what I love? That's a different conversation. And so for me, I think if you're going to do something, it has to come from your heart. And but it also has to be practical. Feed the family, feed the soul. The balance is always important. So there is probably a way that you can do what you love. And if you went to Ballymaloo, you really care about it. And if you if you did well in Ballymaloo, you did well. I have no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she sounds like she knows what she's doing. <clears throat> Plus, you made it successful for quite a period of time. And there's so many reasons why things don't go the way you think it's going to go. Yeah. But, you know, if I look at my life, I don't know about you, Girl, but I look at my life so many times after the commitments they told me, that was my big shot. After Eurovision, they thought it was my big shot. When I went to Nashville, it was my big shot. I'm here now in my 50s and I'm still thinking about what exciting thing I can do next. It's always about moving forward. It's not about you know, one big thing. What I'm saying to you is if you really care about this, think about the practical elements. It's not, there's no shame in going and working and figuring out what your next step is. There is absolutely no shame in that. You know, you can still find ways to cater. You can still find ways to cook. You know, the the industry is very difficult. You know, so unless you're really, really driven, perhaps find a way to do it in your spare time and really enjoy it. Yeah
1: I think what's happening here is she says that she did it late in life mm. so it kind of feels like she thinks she's made a bad choice, choice Yeah, but I think there's two different types of people mm. there's people that I think everybody knows their dream job mm. and there's people that are happy to pursue their dream job mm. at, at a cost Yeah, and then there are people that are like no I'm never going after the dream job because it's ridiculous because there's all of these reasons why it wouldn't work out and those people are content to do just something else so Margaret, you're one of those people that feels they have to chip away at it because like you were doing, you know, Ballymaloo, you know, you were always chipping away at this. Yeah. So then you had no choice, really. There was no choice there. You had to go and pursue it. And you didn't leave your job to make something a success. That wasn't your objective. Like your objective was to go and to try this. Yeah. And you did it.
0: And and actually, so you have totally succeeded, you know. Yes, and, uh, you've totally 100%. Succeeded.
1: You've you've actually done what you wanted to do. Yeah. And I think what's really important in when you do something like that. Yeah. Uh, is that you know when to fold.
0: Yeah, actually. Like
1: it's actually like I remember years ago I read this book on comedy and it said the first thing you do is you write a letter to yourself and you say when you're going to quit. And I thought that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But actually, I think that's really good advice because mm-hmm. there there comes a point where you go, Like, are you supposed to break your heart with a business that's not really working just because you made a big choice to do it a few years ago? Like, just because you did that shouldn't mean that you're going to pay for it for the rest of your life. If you've decided it's not working, uh, it's it's time to fold.
0: When I started in this industry, I never thought that was going to be my job. You know, and and I over the years, I stop and think about what I'm going to do for the next few while. And I write to myself every year. I write a letter about what I've done, what I'd like to do. Uh, this year's a bit involved. But anyway, <laughs> but you know, I do that. I sit down and then I go away and I do my year and then I come back and look at that letter because sometimes you forget to actually start from a positive place. I think too yeah. many people are coming from negative. You know, I always say two stars and a wish. Somebody told me that some primary school teacher told me that and I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, you use it with kids. That's fair enough. Say two good things that you've done and then think of one thing that you'd like to do better rather than going that was not what I was hoping for. Yeah, yeah. It's very hard. It's really, really hard. So you, I think Margaret, you've done a fantastic job. I think that your friends probably maybe you're you're looking at the way your friends are not interested. Maybe you become quite focused on it because you're looking at it from the negative side. I think you need to decide how you feel about it. I-
1: yeah, and also the thing about it is sometimes if you're the friend, you know, like if you're in a group mm. and you're the one that makes the big change, yeah, late in life, that can sometimes.
0: Like push it out of that group it, a bit. Yeah, yeah
1: it pushes it away yeah. a little bit just in that those people think oh well maybe I should make a big change maybe I should Put some and pressure. it kind of puts them under pressure mm-hmm. a little bit so mm. so so not in a selfish way, but in a way that's just a bit weird. They could kind of feel like, oh, God, that's kind of relief now because it didn't work for her. Then maybe I'm right to, to, to not pursue yeah, anything. I'm not sure
0: about that, but I get that. I get what you're saying, what you're kind of going towards. But for me, I think sometimes experiences bring you into different, different orbits. And so, yeah. in a way, they can't really relate to what you've done, maybe. You know, so that's difficult for them to give you advice. So my feeling is when I do something, I decide how I feel about it. It's not that I don't talk to other people or I get other aspects, but I have to decide. And if I decide I'm happy with what I've done or i come to terms with it, then I can do anything. right? If, you know, because I don't have to justify it then. You yeah. understand? And I think there is that element. You really do. You do fear it, I think. And that's not good. So, I mean, Margaret, I have to say, I am so proud of you for going after what you need to do. That's really, really, really important for all of us to do. All yeah. of us.
1: Oh, It's so important. And the other thing, the other thing that might be a bit telling about this, I so just realized, just looking at the letter again, mm-hmm. she never says anywhere that she loves it.
0: No, she didn't actually.
1: She didn't say that she, you know, you haven't said how you actually feel about it. So, you know, if you want to push through, push through. But if you feel in your heart of hearts that it's done and that the only thing that's, the only thing that's keeping you in it is it's, because you did it in the first place, well then it's,
0: Yeah, I think I think, you know, what keeps me in it is because I love to sing. But actually, the truth is, I don't have to be in the industry to do that. Yeah. You know, and so you could still cook and can still do the things you love about it. And do you know what the
1: other thing about this is? It's very naive to think, and we all have this, Mm. that because you want to follow the thing that is your passion. Yeah. That all you need is the passion.
0: Yeah. No, true.
1: It's not like. No. The best singers in the world. (laughs) No. best comedians. The ones that you know about are the ones that are also really good at the marketing. They're also really good at the branding. You know, all of that stuff and all of that is as important as the passion. Mm. And sometimes if you're a passionate person, that stuff can be just absolute toxic to you. You know, yeah. but like just because you're an amazing cook and you're brilliant uh, at what you do doesn't mean that you are going to be good at running the business because that's a different ballgame.
0: And, you know, the truth is, This is about people pushing their boundaries and trying out things. You could have spent your whole life wondering if I'd only done that. And now you've done it. And it doesn't matter the outcome. You've done it and and you've done it well.
1: Don't be. Actually, don't be shy about saying you don't think it's working. Yeah. Because if you're if you're giving it, if if you decide you're giving it up, say to people it's not working because, you know, if it worked, it would be working. Yeah. So and you never know who might come up with an idea or who like maybe one of your friends That maybe you think might be slightly jealous of you. Maybe they're brilliant at this sort of stuff. Maybe they know exactly what you should be doing. Because you would be surprised. So many people close to you might actually know the thing that's wrong with your business yeah
0: and 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 maybe the reason that you feel that they're not being as understanding is because you're not ready to hear it you know so there's yeah. that element hundred percent you know girl and i sometimes say things to each other in a very polite way and sometimes yeah. not so polite. sometimes yeah. it's blunt <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you sometimes need it you sometimes need it. but actually inside you already know you already yeah, know margaret you and, do and the thing is sometimes you have to give yourself permission to you know and by saying i did it i did it well Maybe this didn't work out, but sometimes that's just the way it is. And if I was to stop every time that happened to me in this industry, I swear to God, you know, I would not be singing. I'd be probably back in the bank. You know, yeah. the thing is, you can't you make the decision all the time. And in my 50s, I'm still thinking about what I'm going to do next, you know? And so I don't think you should see this as an end. You should see this is am I going to move forward? How am I going to move forward? And more importantly, what's good for me? And I think you already know, Margaret.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. The power is in you, Margaret. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and also, Margaret, burner for the insurance.
0: <laughs> you have to start
1: somewhere else. You're going to need capital. We have one more. Oh, we have goodness. one more that came in late. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we just do it before we go uh, mm. because it was an interesting one. And again, it's another reason that we need to start using your social media rather than mine. Okay. Because this is, <laughs> this is specific. Okay. Things I never thought I'd do. Uh, <laughs> call me Peter, not my real name. Went back to a guy's place, one night stand. Used the jacks the next morning and I blocked his toilet. (laughs) The toilet brush wouldn't unblock it. And I had no other option but to punch the blockage free. (laughs) I rolled up my sleeves and reached in to the now almost overflowing toilet. Fortunately, a sensible four or five punches managed to block... (laughs) (laughs) God almighty. Managed to free the blockage. Then I washed my hands and went out to have a gorgeous breakfast on his balcony. There was no second date. And then he said, wait, not Peter. Give me a gender neutral name like Kyle or Morgan. There
0: okay, are... Kyle, Morgan, Peter. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> this feels it's like a whole first other time show. time
1: 27 years Neve Kavanaugh doesn't have something to say.
0: <laughs> that feels like a whole other show. You know, never
1: thought I'd see the day.
0: You know, do you know what I admire?
1: The ingenuity.
0: <laughs> yes. You know, we've all done things out of pure necessity. Like the time I stayed somewhere and somebody had sprayed bloody fake tan on me, which I don't do right. But they'd put fake tan and the sheets were covered. And you're thinking, what are these people going to think of? I wanted to bring them home to watch them. <laughs> I'm like that in hotels I can't cope I clean the room before I leave right I can't have them even fine and all the stuff is in the bin and I think about what goes in the bin because I don't want anybody to think and nobody cares what's in the bin <laughs> I just...
1: what upsets me is that he says he washed his hands well what about your arms <laughs>
0: Girl, you're harsh. (laughs) Where did your head go? Listen. I mean, he
1: went back out to that guy's balcony to eat croissants.
0: I know. Okay, he's actually a catch. Okay,
1: is he? Good looking. Apparently, and the Eurovision link is he met the guy while sitting at the bar in the George watching the Eurovision semi-final in 2014.
0: Okay, so not recently then.
1: No, but still scarred by it. Thanks for listening.
0: (laughs) Yes, and thank you so much. Please, 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 please send in any stories you have on any topic you'd like to hear us talk about. Or
1: if you want advice. Yes. I mean, I'm not sure. I think I think we really
0: helped Margaret I know Margaret will have a new life after this and yep. Margaret we will expect you and a massive to...
1: cash injection if things go well
0: <laughs> and stop if if with the insurance stop <laughs> with the insurance no but seriously if you have anything to tell us please come on to agonyrants at gmail.com we would love to hear from you so listen thank you so much for listening I hope to see you again very soon and Grodh and I just want you to subscribe to us leave nice yes, reviews leave nice
1: reviews on iTunes that will help other people find us
0: because then we will keep doing it and I, you know then I won't Yeah, if
1: it doesn't take off, I'm out in four weeks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, look after yourselves and we'll see you again next week. Thank you. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the podcast studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.